Attack, a weekly podcast where two friends test the limits of their friendship. I'm Rashawn, and today I'm here with the honorary fifth member of WCA, uh, Sam Erdahl. What's up? Hello. Uh, first of all, I just want to say that I am mm-hmm. thrilled that it's just you and I. This is so fun and so special. I know. We had to get rid of the straights. <laughs> they no to. shade. No shade to them. This just feels right, doesn't it? It does, right? <laughs> so this week, uh, it's just Sam and I, and we are talking about all things Oscars. Oh, I'm so excited. It's so soon. I know. It really snuck up on me. It's here. How do you feel about this award season so far? You know, this award season to me was very exciting going into it because it really felt like we had some really good competitive movies. Mm -hmm. But now that award season is winding down, it does feel like a lot of the the categories are pretty set in stone. Yeah. 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 You know, should they move them back to February? That is a good question. Because, you know, the Oscars, they have to come last. They just have to. Right. (sighs) Would it be bad if they weren't? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, actually. That's an interesting question. You know, because I do feel like a lot of Oscar voters get swayed Mm -hmm. from watching previous either like nominations or actual previous ceremonies because some of the ceremonies are done before Oscar voting even starts. Right. So it would be interesting to see if the Oscars were first and how that might change and sway people's opinions. They may actually go with what they think rather than what they think they should be choosing. Yeah. Would they feel as important to you if they weren't the last award show of the season yes i'd probably watch less i would watch less (laughs) other award shows you're like forget (laughs) it i don't don't need it (laughs) (laughs) well having said that outside of the oscars which award show is your favorite or the one you look forward to the most outside of the academy awards if you had asked me maybe five or six years ago my answer would have been the golden globes just because it's a party it's a fun like hollywood event but i will say the sag awards moving to netflix they put on a Mm -hmm. great show a couple of days ago the speeches were not cut off yes this like wonderful thing where you paid clips you need the montages that's that is why i tune in and there was no commercial breaks it just flowed so smoothly they need to get better at like the in-between moments i could have used less of tan friends interviewing people right after they won but it was there were some funny moments in there too but but they can play with that i think they've got a good structure but now they can kind of retool what they need to retool i think but i thought it was great yeah i did too i watched it later but I think it moving to Netflix outside of the fact that, you know, Maestro and Nyad and American Symphony are kind of all in the mix because that feels weird. Does. 
But I guess ABC also has stock in the game in Disney. Well, also, all those Netflix titles went home empty-handed, so... Yeah. It wasn't like <laughs> it a actually maestro them. dominance, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Out of nowhere, maestro wins best cast. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. I can't. <laughs> no, 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 no. What is your favorite category? <sighs> my favorite category... Okay. I love my ladies. I love my ladies. And for the longest time, my favorite category was supporting actors because I love the Steen Steelers. But as I've gotten older, I'm a lead actress girl. I love them. And it's yeah. it's my favorite. It's the one I have the most opinions on, I think. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's um, we're saving that for last. <laughs> Thank God. Appropriate. Which I think it. the ceremony should save it for last. We all care the most who wins best actress. That's it. That's all we want to know. <laughs> Which one's your favorite? Um, it's it used to be. I mean, it still is a uh, screenplay because I feel like that's where the the weirdos get the win, and a lot of like first time filmmakers or maybe the movies that are a little too weird to go for best picture. Yeah, a little too different. You but know? I do feel like some of the ones that win screenplay usually original screenplay. When we look mm-hmm. back years later, they're usually the ones where we're like. That one probably should have won Best Picture. Or should have gone for it. That one yeah. should have won more because they always linger and they last longer. They have more staying power, I feel. Yeah, that's like Moonlight. That was adapted, but uh, Get Out, uh, Juno, um, Her was a really good screenplay win. I always bring up Her. That was my favorite movie that year. Or Eternal Sunshine. Eternal you know, Sunshine. All of these brilliant yeah. original scripts that we'd all just... We always come back to, you know, how how many times have you rewatched some of those movies, right? Yeah. Um, but definitely supporting actress. That's just some of the best wins. And usually where there's like a steamroll, but it's it's still a great category. I love mm-hmm. it. Shall we do this? Shall we do some let's pre- predicting? Get it, do it. Yes, let's let's predict. <laughs> okay. Uh so top to bottom, we're just gonna go through each category. Three different picks, uh what will win our prediction, what could win, and then we're each going to have our personal picks for the category. I love that. Thank you for leaving off the shorts. I have not watched a single short this year, although I'm watching the live action ones on Wednesday, but (laughs) have you seen them? I've seen the one with David Oyelowo. Um, Yes. Because it's on Netflix. Um, The last time we all went to go see them in theaters once and I did not have a good time. So I will not be doing that again. <laughs> I think I had to like take a step out. It was just, Very true. it was Very not true. a good time, but, um, <laughs> but I'm happy for them. Like I love that they get recognition because shorts are, are also a work of art. So I agree. Yeah. Having said that, we will not be talking about it today. <laughs> Having said that, fuck them. We're leaving them off. <laughs> okay. Let's start with the visual effects. The nominees are The Creator, uh, Godzilla Minus One, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, and Napoleon. What will win? AKA the category full of movies that I avoid at the theater. Have you seen none of these? I've seen none of these, but I have a pretty good idea. (laughs) There Have I seen... I haven't seen one, but they're all so good. Okay, I've... Yes. Um, I'm sure they're great. I think I'm... <laughs> you don't believe that. You don't believe that. <laughs> I predict 
Mission Impossible will win. Okay. What are you predicting will win? I'm going to go with just because of how big it became and it was kind of a phenomenon. I'm going to go with Godzilla minus one. Okay. That's the one I think could win. Yeah. Okay. I would say Mission Impossible. I'd switch with you. I'd say could win. Yeah. I think those are the ones that have the most push in them. Yeah. And my personal, I would still go with Godzilla. It was just, it's a very good movie. Me too. That's one that I'm kind of thinking, yeah, of these ones, that, that one's the one that I would seek out first of those five nominees. And it's okay. actually on my list of movies to watch. I just haven't gotten around to it. Oh, you should have seen it in theaters. I know. Listen, when I went to go check it out, actually, they were only playing it in black and white. They had changed it over to the black Ooh. and white version of it. And I was like... I could do that, but I do want to see it in color. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it in IMAX and it was pretty overwhelming. It's really, yeah. really good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sound. Hmm. Nominees are kind of similar, but we have The Creator, Maestro, Dead Reckoning, once again, part one, Oppenheimer, which we'll be talking about a lot, and The Zone of Interest. Okay. Here we start the tally for Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think it will win best sound. I mean, it's about a fucking bomb okay. going off. Like, that's literally what the whole movie is mm-hmm. leaning toward. So I think they will reward it here. Yeah. They kind of showed off with the the test sequence, right? Yes. I, I, yeah. Well, what Oppenheimer starts its, its dominance here. I think Zone of Interest could win. Ooh, I love that you put that in a could win. I put Mission Impossible in could win just because it feels like the most action-y and usually action films kind of mm. come out on top here. But Zone yeah. of Interest is my personal pick because the sound yeah. in Zone of Interest is so weird and so creative Same. that yeah. I think it deserves a little bit of reckoning here. It's weird because the tech categories usually go for the, the movie that won't win the best picture. True. But... Oppenheimer is that movie and spoiler alert Oppenheimer will be winning best picture so I don't know if they'll go with the juggernaut or if they might be a little Mad Max Fury Roadish in the beginning true but also remember I think there are other categories where they can reward zone of interest to where I don't think they're Mm going to worry too much about giving it here yeah you're right uh original song the fire inside from flaming hot (laughs) Uh, it never went away from American Symphony. Uh, Wash Haze, a song for my people. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. From Killers of the Flower Moon. And I'm Just Kin and What Was I Made For from Barbie. All right, what do you think will win? I don't want to say this is its only chance, but this is its surest chance for Barbie to take an Oscar home. But which one? I, I'll, I'll say... Because she won already, uh, maybe Billie Eilish will take it for what was I made for. I agree. I mean, she literally won the Grammy for Song of the Year. Yeah. I, I think she's going to repeat here. And I think this is a better song than her previous win in this category for the James hey, Bond movie. Yeah. I'm just saying. That's a good Bond song. <laughs> it is. It is a song. <laughs> this, But this song, I think, has transcended, where I don't think a lot of people are talking about that song still, and I think we'll still be talking about What Was I Made For yeah. years from now as one of Billy's best songs. How fun would I'm Just Can't Be, though? 
I would love that. And he, I just found out he's performing it too. He Ryan is, Gosling yes. is singing at the Oscars. That makes me so happy. <laughs> he would. I think, I think that's my personal pick. Oh, I'm just Ken is your personal pick. My personal pick is What Was I Made For? It was one of my favorite songs last year. I listened to it nonstop. <laughs> it's a great song. But a it's song great. that I think could win, and this mm-hmm. is going to surprise you, is the song from Fire Inside because Dionne Warren has never won for best original song and this is like her 20th nomination okay they might feel it's time to give her an award since billy already has one that's true i mean i don't think anyone saw fire inside but we know who she is <laughs> <laughs> i did watch flame and hot and it was did good. you really <laughs> it was fun yeah okay fun. a hulu movie right it is on hulu yes okay yes. i like that she's the susan lucci right of, of she the is literally the susan lucci yeah all right. Let's head over to score. We have uh, Laura Cartman for American Fiction, John Williams for The Dial of Destiny, Robbie Robertson for Killers of the Flower Moon, Ludwig Göransson for Oppenheimer, and Jerkson Fendrix for Four Things. This is a good list. It's a good I list. really liked all of these scores, actually. I do think Oppenheimer will win. Okay. Uh, just because it's so grand and the scale of it is so massive. Um, kind of going alongside with why I think it's going to win sound too. You know, when you're not, when you take the sound out, you just have the music in the film. I think it still tells the story pretty well. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go with Oppenheimer for it will win. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's at this point. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to win a lot. (laughs) He won previously for Black Panther, correct? Yes. Yes. And he's won a lot of precursor awards too for score. So I would be shocked if he didn't get the academy award too could john williams win god i don't think so (laughs) nostalgia no i mean okay i feel okay i genuinely feel like if dial of destiny had been better received he could be a player here okay i think people just panned that movie and it's it's sort of kind of like a uh, almost like a punchline now you know and also you know it's it's for a franchise that he's been nominated in before. Did he win for Raiders? He might have won an Oscar for Raiders. How many does he have? Oh God, he's got at least seven or eight. One of them. One of them could be for one of the first three indie films. I, I'm not positive on that, but it could be. So I would be shocked if they. This seems like oh, John Williams worked with Spielberg again. Let's give him a nomination. Check it. Yeah. Yes. My thing that I think could win is Robertson for Killers of the Flower Moon, mm. which is my personal pick. That was my favorite score. I felt that was incredibly moving. This is, I'll be honest, this is not my favorite group of nominees. I think there was a lot of really good work last year, and this feels a little less picturey to me. Um, but I will probably agree with you. For my personal pick, I'd go with Killers as well. That was a good score. But uh, branch outside of Best Picture nominees. There's, I agree. There's so much good composing out there. And yeah. I agree. Production design. We have Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, and Four Things. What you got? No, what do I What do I got? <laughs> Okay, this is the one where I think Poor Things has this in the bag. The okay. look of Poor Things was yeah. so incredible. 
Um, but I also think this is kind of a stacked category. I think a lot of these movies have a pretty good chance, but I just mm -hmm. don't think anyone went as extravagant and as surreal as Poor Things did. Yeah. So some of these craft awards to me are like, well, who did the most, you know? I and I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Poor Things just went big and it looked really, really good. You know, it didn't look cheesy or, I don't know, overdone. It just looked very good. Yeah. It was very specific in the world mm -hmm. that it created. So I, I agree. This will probably be poor things. Or what could it be? Caught up in the sweep, I would say Oppenheimer. Ugh. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I uh, I hope not. For me, I really hope this is a category where Barbie could win a second. <laughs> that would be my personal pick. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Poor things was my personal pick, but Barbie's a close second. Just I mean, creating Barbie world. I get it too, where it's like you know, they were half in the real world, half in Barbie world. But coming up with the concepts for Barbie world to me seems really, really cool. Yeah. And it would have been easy to just CGI the whole thing. Yes. Um, but I think that was one of the great decisions that Greta made is like making it tangible and it looked good. It didn't look cheap. Deliberately so. If it did look like plastic, it was it was all deliberate. So totally. I mean, it, it really kind of felt also kind of like old school, old Hollywood, where you would build all the sets. You know, even if you were in a sound yeah. stage, didn't matter. You know, yeah. Kind of a throwback to that. I thought. Yeah, so I would I would love to see Barbie win. I do too. I wanted to win so many Oscars. <laughs> so many. <laughs> okay, maybe not so many, but I would love it to win. I mean, there's. There's three that I would really love it to win, but we'll see. Okay. Okay. Makeup and hairstyling. We have Golda, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and Society of the Snow. Okay. What do you have for Will Win? You know, six months ago, I think this was kind of like an Iron Lady, Bombshell, kind of Darkest Hour thing going on. Mm -hmm. uh, and I would have said Maestro in a heartbeat. But I'm, I'm still going to go with Maestro. I think will win. So am I. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. So am I. And I'll tell you why too. Like when I was watching the SAG Awards and his um, clip came up and I was like, yeah. damn, they really did do a good job. Not only like transforming him as young Bernstein, but like old too. Like he went, mm -hmm. he did the whole thing. So I do think he had the best transformation of the year. I think it could also be swept up again with Oppenheimer, but I don't think the old age makeup was as impressive. I agree. I agree. Towards the end, it was a little like, mm -mm. It wasn't as impressive and it wasn't as impactful. Do you know what I mean? Where like, it wasn't really like the showcase yeah. where to me, the makeup in Maestro really felt like the showcase of the movie. It was probably the best part of the movie. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so rewarded here. Okay. <laughs> Have it. I think we could see a, a potential sweep in the crafts okay. by Poor Things, and Poor Things could win this one too. Yeah, the a lot of the Willem Dafoe. Yes, was great. Yeah, yes. Okay, I personally would pick Society of the Snow. Oh my god, me too. Okay, cool. <laughs> Some of that stuff was gnarly. It was great. Um, horrifying. Yeah, horrifying. Oh my. god. God, that's a great movie. And again, where I think the makeup on it—you, I mean, you can't do that movie without the makeup skills that they had. So I would love to see that be a surprise win for sure. Uh, editing, we have 
Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. And here you have what I think are the five top best picture contenders as well, which usually go hand in hand with best editing. Yes. So I do think we will see Oppenheimer take this. Yeah, that's kind of the the secret ingredient for Oppenheimer's is the editing. Yeah. So it's it's probably a, a I mean, done deal. Yeah. All the cutting back and forth between locations, cutting back and forth between time periods like it's challenging to make that flow seamlessly and not confuse people Mm -hmm. so i i agree i think the editing is strong yeah Mm -hmm. what could upset oppenheimer so sometimes people think best editing is the (laughs) most editing yes in which case i would think killers of the flower moon has a good chance of winning this as well it is the longest Mm -hmm. film nominated so they're like you made that long film seem short. Yeah. And honestly, they did. I didn't really think yeah. Killers felt like the longest Scorsese film, even though I think it might be. Thelma Schumacher is, is incredible, so I would love if she... A legend. A legend. Uh, my personal pick, though, would be Anatomy of a Fall. Oh, I love that you picked that. Yeah. I think it takes a lot to make a a court case seem riveting and I was never bored and there's some of the cutting back and forth that they do with the fight scene in particular that I think is just really seamless and smooth and the tempo of that movie never lets up I think Mm, I like that you're right the tempo of the movie is really really good uh my personal pick I put down Oppenheimer it was my where I think the movie really stood out to me so that one's my personal pick. That's Nolan's thing. He's an editor. It really is, and it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, costume design. We have Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. Okay, what you got for costume? Uh, this is also where I feel like the most is usually the winner. Mm-hmm. Um, so Poor Things, I think, has this in the bag. Or, or do they? Maybe. Okay, see, I'm, I'm kind of with you here, too. This one's a little challenging for me, too. I put poor things down as well, because I think it is kind of the, the leader in our craft category here. Yeah, yeah, But I also think Napoleon has a pretty good chance here. Okay. We love a period piece. At least the, the costuming piece. branch does. Because if I'm yeah. mistaken, I think for costuming, only costume designers vote on this. Oh. Because this one's branch specific. Okay. I think, I could be mistaken on that. They might have changed these rules, but I think for some of these craft categories, it's just the costumers who are voting on it. Okay. So I think having Napoleon, all of those period-specific costumes of the battle sequences. Yes. That's pretty showy, too. That is very showy. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I did not know about the specificity, so I would... That would definitely help Napoleon. And these this is also a category where like a stray movie will just win something out of nowhere. Very true. Not necessarily the front runner. This um, is true. Yeah. Who's your personal? My personal pick is still poor things. I think the whole look of that movie was incredible. I'm gonna go Barbie. Oh, you like Barbie. I See, do. I liked Barbie too, but again, there is a part of me where it's like when they go to the real world and it's present day, the costuming sort of gets forgotten about, you know, besides them in their ridiculous neon outfits. But 
(laughs) (laughs) Or is it muted? Purposely so. Oh, well, you know what? That could be the case. (laughs) I saw an article today in Variety that was like, how Greta Gerwig gets her point across in Barbie with hairstyles. And I was like, we are just pulling at straws here. (laughs) We have reached the bottom of Oscar content. We're bored. (laughs) Let's have the Oscars already. (laughs) We got to get this going. (laughs) Okay, this is one of my favorite categories. Cinematography. Uh, we have El Conde, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. Mm. I think that this is sewn up with one of the best DPs in the game right now. We'll take it for Oppenheimer, I think. I agree. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the movie, in terms of scale, this movie is massive. However, I think Poor Things also does the most with fish eyes and slants and tilted angles. So maybe poor things could slip through. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Oppenheimer's got it. And I do think poor things has a chance here. I love how they shot that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was almost a character in itself. It's just like quirky. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. I think, I feel like sometimes in cinematography, quirky does not get rewarded, that is you know? True. Yes. Sometimes people think it's distracting. Yeah. Which I don't think it was in Poor Things, but I could see where people might be like put off by it or something. I was a big fan of it in The Favorites. It was a little yes. bit much for me in, in Poor Things. It, it was starting to go toward um, American Horror Story <laughs> vibes. Yes. You know what I mean? Like later season American Horror Story, yes. right? Just like <laughs> covering up what's going on by like very coven, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, this would actually yeah, be the only the award I would give to Maestro. Interesting, interesting. Yes. I'm I'm a big fan of Libatique, Matthew Libatique. Uh, he does he did Black Swan, he did A Star Is Born for Bradley, mm-hmm. and I think Maestro is very classically cinematography heavy there's a lot of really like artful shots that just look like a painting or or meant to kind of draw your eye to the to the frame and he does he makes a lot of big big choices um cinematography wise so i would actually go with with maddie maddie libatique for this one interesting okay i see that um i have a personal pick okay I love some good black and white cinematography. <laughs> and when it comes to like see like if you you know if you pause the screen and you get yes. this like just visually stunning El Conde is so beautiful. Okay. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> oh, give it a watch. It's long. Because okay. it feels long. Um, but it's beautiful. Okay. And like creepy and eerie, you know. I mean it's it's like a vampire movie. It's it's very bizarre. It's a bizarre movie. But it looks very good. And again, same cinematographer as Spencer. You know, that like, that kind of like vibe, you know, which very moody, very atmospheric. Okay. Now I want to check it out because I didn't really have any kind of frame of reference for what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's this is the sole nomination it has, right? Yes. And it was so random. When I saw it was nominated, I sought it out and I was like, I see it. I see it. I like it. Okay. Mm-hmm documentary we have bobby wine the people's president the eternal memory 
four daughters to kill a tiger and 20 days in Maripol. Okay, here's another one where I have been just terrible this year. I have not seen these documentaries Same. and I really want to. But I think there's one that's sort of got it sealed in the bag, especially because of its timeliness, and that's 20 days in Marupal. Okay. I'm going to um just piggyback off what you said because I have seen <laughs> I was going to say To Kill a Tiger because that's the one I've heard the most. I think that's one that might have the second best chance. Or those two could be flipped. You know what I mean? I think it's okay. they've been trading off. I just think the timeliness of what's happening in Ukraine might make the 20 days a, I don't want to say a better win, but like more, uh, in terms of like, yeah, appropriate and just making the Oscars look good. You know what I mean? We're doing the right thing. Yeah, they do like that sometimes. You know, kind of give themselves a pat on the back. (laughs) This is us helping. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Time for a speech at the stage. Okay. Uh, International feature. Io Capitano, Perfect Days, Society of the Snow, The Teacher's Lounge, or The Zone of Interest. First, I will say, I have seen The Teacher's Lounge do more marketing than some best picture candidates, (laughs) which is bizarre. Um, But I think this is an easy pick. It's Zone of Interest. Like, far and away. It's a foregone conclusion. Yes. Especially since Anatomy is was not Francis Pick for international feature. But I did just see The Taste of Things and what a good movie. Yeah. I really, really liked it. Yeah. I've heard it's very sweet. I haven't seen that one. Do not go into it hungry because you will suffer for two hours. It's so, so, so good. But I'm always hungry. Yeah. <laughs> well, bring some, bring a cheeseburger in there. <laughs> Fair, 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 fair. Do you think it was a smart idea for Anatomy of a Fall not to be submitted here as well? Um. Well, from what I recall, it was kind of a backlash for Justine speaking out politically. Oh, interesting. I didn't hear and this drama. Yeah, she spoke out against some not-so-hot <laughs> political moves. And the punishment or the backlash, kind of the, you know, back deals was to submit the taste of things instead. Wow. Gotcha. That was a bummer. But out of the two of them, I would give the edge to Anatomy of a Fall. So maybe things worked out how they worked out. I don't know, because I feel like Anatomy is going to take home one award later, maybe. Yeah, I do too. It just really would have made this a more competitive field, Zone of Interest versus Anatomy of a Fall, yes. which I think would have been very interesting. Because I feel like international feature, you kind of, it's, it's usually one that, you know, either there's just one that also carries over into the best picture race like we've seen before. Right. Um, it would be interesting to see too. I mean, we have two foreign films for best picture this year. I think it's really awesome. That's really cool. Have you seen The Teacher's Law? No, I have not, but I think I feel like I have to. It's good. <laughs> it's, it's really, really. Is it good? I've heard it's good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I need to check that one out too. Yeah, I almost had a chance to see Perfect Days yesterday, but I had to work. So, mm. um, I like to see all the international features just because they're good. I agree, and I always feel like <laughs> sometimes when you watch them all, you're like, "These are better than our movies." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like maybe some of these should have been. 
more than two should have been in the lineup. You know, I agree. Okay, uh, animated feature. We have Born the Heron, Elemental, Nimona, Robot Dreams, and Across the Spider-Verse. Okay, the only one I haven't seen is Robot Dreams. Same. Um, which I heard is good, but I think it's just too small of a movie. Okay. I also have not seen The Boy and the Heron. I think you'd like it. Don't tell Lacey. <laughs> you think I'd like it? I do think you would like it. Yeah. Okay. I didn't want to watch it and then disappoint her when I was like, it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's Miyazaki's best, but I don't think he's okay. ever going to top Spirited Away. So I think this... This is a good movie. It's it's if you like Spirited Away, I think you'll like Boy in the Heron. It kind of like is I don't want to say similar because it's it's obviously dealing with different subjects, but it has the same sort of like I left feeling the same way, if that makes sense. Okay. Same impact, okay. I guess. Um but yeah, I think it's it's got a good chance, but I think this is going to be Spider-Verse. Really? I do. I I would have assumed the Boy in the Heron has this sewn up. I think that's that's my could win. It's it's between those two, and I think this is a competitive field because they're both sort of winning some precursors. Mm-hmm. I just think more people saw Spider Verse. Yeah, you know, and I just think since the first one also won, it's an easy one for people to be like, "Well, I didn't see any of the other ones, so let's that. tick yeah. this one." Is this allegedly the last chance to honor? Miyazaki or oh, wait, here's my other issue with this I feel like <laughs> every Miyazaki movie that comes out he goes into in the media and says this is my last movie and there's always this I mean, it happened a few years back with the wind rises where this was his swan song so let's give him an Oscar for his final movie didn't happen back then so I don't <laughs> think that's going to be on people's minds because we've had this same discussion in years past and he somehow always makes another movie <laughs> he'll be back he'll be back i do think he will is the boy in the hair in your personal pick no spider verse is my personal pick i love these movies i think they're great okay i um i guess sight unseen i would also go with spider verse even though i wasn't a huge fan of it mm. no that's sacrilege yeah that's interesting but... coming from you I know. I was such a huge fan of the first one. And did you not care for it as much because it's like such a huge cliffhanger and it's like there's a whole other part of the movie? I, yes. And I also thought the first one was such a well-contained entry, like single entry. Mm-hmm. And then when you open it back up to franchise potential, which they did beautifully, it just kind of loses me. It does lose some of its luster. I agree. Yeah. But I'm I'm excited for the final part, second part, half part, part two. We'll see. True. Okay, screenplay time. Your favorite categories. I love them. Uh, adapted. We have American Fiction, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. Mm-hmm. Who you got? Okay. <clears throat> this is tough. I am really hoping... That this is where we get Barbie winning. Oh, Sam. I want, I I just think there could be a storyline here with Greta Gerwig being snubbed. Okay. And this, and obviously it's not going to be best picture. And this being the place to give her an Oscar. 
well, not jumping to our game already, but do you <laughs> want her to win like that? I think how she crafted this script with Noah Baumbach, okay. I think this movie defied expectations and was a better film than most people thought it was going to be. Agreed. And I think the script is the reason behind that. And lest we not forget, it was the highest grossing movie of the year. And I don't think it's going to go home empty handed in one of the bigger categories. Major. Yes. Above the line categories, shall we say. Barbie. That is, are you going to put that down on the ballot I'm at the party? I'm swinging for the fence. <laughs> I'll probably change it to Oppenheimer, which yeah, is my, <laughs> which is my, my could win. But honestly, the script is a part of Oppenheimer I had the most problem with. Same. I don't think the script is anything like exciting, new, fresh, anything like that. I don't know. I just, I thought it was a little boring actually. <laughs> oh my God. Josh just busts through the doors. I, I mean, it's kind of gaining momentum, but American fiction seems poised to win. That's your pick? For will win, yeah. I think American fiction will be, like like we talked about, the weird win, the, sure. the writerly win. Yes. You know, that concept is really cool and kind of eye-catchy. Do you think they were successful, though? Um, not fully. <laughs> okay, I agree. I agree. <laughs> not fully. I, I think it was like beating a dead horse after a little while. A little bit. A little bit. But I do like that it's in the conversation. I'll say that. Yeah, I agree. And out of I these agree. five, not my favorite. Not my favorite. Mine either. Honestly, I... I my personal pick is Poor Things, just okay. because I think it's so bizarre, right. <laughs> the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. In the same way that you think that, like, you know, in American fiction, it's a quirky, kind of very original adapted screenplay, if you yeah. will. Um, I kind of think Poor Things has that same sort of trajectory to it, too. And I just like Poor Things more than I like American fiction. Um, but I, I, would, I would be very happy with American fiction winning. I think American fiction had some of the best family storyline of any movie of the year. See, that was... I liked the other part of the movie. Me too! Make it that! Yeah. <laughs> Just do that I would all have watched, Yeah, I would have watched their their family drama for a good two hours. Just Oh, just wait, that. no, I meant the other part. <laughs> oh, you didn't like the family drama stuff. No, I... No, I, I didn't feel like if it was satire, they went farther far enough, or it was compelling enough to be separate from the satire yes okay i I see what you're getting at and i i agree with you it's just for me i'm sort of flipped i i don't think the satire side of it with the book matched with the the personal drama he was going through and it felt like two different movies and okay. I just think he was more successful writing the family drama portion of it, or adapting the family drama portion of it, I should say. I respect that. I like that. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just bitter that All of the Strangers is not anywhere near this category. I'm bitter All of the Strangers isn't near a lot of these categories. <laughs> Any categories? <laughs> like, what Insane. Insane. But my personal pick... None of none of them. 
<laughs> that's valid. That's so valid. <laughs> if I'm going to pick one, because, you know, she should have won for Lady Bird, but nobody was going to beat Jordan Peele. And I love that. Correct. He should have that win. And then I think she should have won for Lady Bird. I mean, Little Women. Little Women. Um, I agree. And that's that's what I'm getting at. It's like she hasn't won. And, you know, the makeup Oscar storyline is always a thing. Yeah. And the fact that it's her most successful movie to date, I just don't know if, the, if people are going to ignore that. And I, I think some of the best stuff she did in that movie was with, sorry, with Ken. So, yes. So, I mean. I, Ken I, is the best part of the movie. I dug it. I dug it. <laughs> so that'll be my personal pick. I'll go with <laughs> okay, I love that. Um, original screenplay. Mm, here we go. Yes. Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Maestro, which should not be there, uh, May, December, and Past Lives. Okay, here's where I think we're going to see Anatomy of a Fall win an Oscar. Yes. I think it will win original screenplay. You agree? I do. Amazing. <laughs> great moving on um, I, okay what do you think could, could win um if it was a bigger threat for best picture like it was maybe a couple months ago maybe the holdovers mm-hmm. could win mm-hmm. but I, I think that's that, what i have yeah that steam kind of fizzled out a while ago yeah it yeah. makes me very sad that's your favorite right of the it goes back and forth a little bit. It's definitely one of my favorites. It might have one of my favorite performances in it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's Pers- your personal pick, though? I mean, Past Lives should have Me this. Me too! In a cakewalk. Give or take May, December. Uh, but I know you don't like it, and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Can you agree um, about the script, though? No, I can't. Oh, my <laughs> I God. I cannot get on board with it. Oh, that movie was so cringy. It was so cringe. On and I purpose. know people are like, yeah, that's the point. But no, it didn't earn any of it. It just, it, uh, it felt like everyone was in a different movie. Everyone was just acting their faces off for whatever version they thought the film was. And nobody was reining them in. It just drove me crazy. Oh, Todd Haynes, get behind me. <laughs> Sammy Burch, get behind me. <laughs> Um, but I agree. Past Lives, I just think the story it told was unlike any sto- other, other story that we had this whole entire year. Yeah. And it was so sweet. Oh. To think. I loved it. In May of last year, they were like, oh, best picture. Past Lives. That's it. Yeah. And now it may not win anything. I know. That's just another movie that I wish would have been far more represented. Yeah. Certainly in the acting categories. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Uh, these next three I put together just because they're, I mean, there's no suspense. <laughs> there's no suspense at all. Uh, there's really Starting not. with supporting actor, we have Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction, Robert De Niro in Killers of the Flower Moon. Robert Downey Jr., Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling for Barbie, and Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's Downey Jr.'s year for sure. That's it. It's signed, sealed, and delivered. 
I think the only person who has any semblance of a chance here is Ryan Gosling, yeah. who is my personal pick of these five. Okay. But yeah, I don't think anyone's going to beat RDJ. There's no good win here for me. I think it's sealed. Um, but I would love Mark Ruffalo to take it. I love that you said that because he might have been my favorite part of Poor Things. <laughs> he was fantastic. He was so funny. And also I will say... The comedies this year, incredible. Incredible yeah. work in comedy this year. And I think he has the same narrative, in my opinion, as Downey. You know, they both just, well, maybe he's still in Marvel, but they both just got out of, you know, Endgame. They're kind of back to doing this auteur-driven dramas, comedy, whatever. And I think he kind of surprises you with what he's able to do in poor things. But it's not his time, so. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just... I think... I think if mm. if Mark Ruffalo... If the roles were swapped and Mark Ruffalo was an Oppenheimer, I mm. think it would be a different story here. I do think Robert Downey Jr. is benefiting from being in Oppenheimer versus yeah. a poor things. Oh, I would actually love to see that swap though i would too i think downy on both ends great and poor things yeah that would be really fun mm -hmm. okay uh the next sweep supporting actress so easy <laughs> super uh emily blunt oppenheimer daniel brooks for the color purple america ferrera for barbie jodie foster for naiad and davine joy randolph for the holdovers bless jodie foster for just being invited to the party again bless her you know when you have two i she mean she doesn't give a shit <laughs> and she shouldn't she shouldn't she's, she's phenomenal uh no divine is winning this yeah <laughs> no one is taking it from her are you is this the performance you were talking about in the holdovers it's one of them no paul giamatti to me was okay. like my oh just uh, my heart and soul this year but divine is a very close follow-up i think the entire ensemble in holdovers i think was the best ensemble of the year i like her i i liked her a lot i you know there are people that i would have loved to see break into this category mm -hmm. but yeah she should i'm so happy for her mm -hmm. I've, I've loved her since dolomite is my name and and she's great yeah steady performance too just very yeah very good there are like oscary moments but she's also just consistently great throughout the movie mm -hmm. and it it feels like a great win this is a win that will not age badly at all i agree and a movie that i think people have fully embraced and will only continue to embrace more as it becomes more of a holiday classic Agreed. Congrats, Congrats to the two of them. <laughs> and it will probably be the Holdover's only Oscar win, and I have to make my peace with that. Yeah. Did not seem like that's how it was going. I in, like, know. October, yeah. <laughs> and then our third of the sure things in the top of the line categories, above the line categories, director, Justine Trier, Martin Scorsese, Christopher Nolan, Yorgos Lanthimos, and Jonathan Glazier. Who's winning? It's his time. <laughs> I will pretend that this is for Dunkirk and that will be fine. 
I will pretend this is for Inception and it will be fine. Well, why would you do that? Don't, <laughs> don't do that. This has been such a great episode. Don't do that. <laughs> Listen, this is a great makeup Oscar for Christopher Nolan either way. Yes. Um, he is, yeah, he is the king. He is king of the world. He is, yeah. yeah. But also, to the oppie heads, please don't hate me. I Like, Oppenheimer is a great achievement, and I'm very happy for him. <laughs> yeah. But. Is he your personal pick, though? He, uh, you know what? Out of the five of these, yes. Yes. I'll say yes. Okay. I would okay. love... My lineup, if it included him, would also have Ava DuVernay, Celine Song, Andrew Haig. Would be a completely different lineup, but I'm I'm I think Christopher yeah. Nolan is a director that should be Academy Award winning. So I'm I'm happy that this will happen finally. I agree. Nolan does need an Oscar, so it's it's gonna go his way. And the only other person that I would give it to is Justine Trier. Um I think she turned like kind of what you're saying with the screenplay i just think or the editing sorry um i think how she interpreted it, this entire story was just so mind-boggling and so captivating yeah. um i would give it to her i i will say this is these are five fantastic directing achievements mm-hmm. not my five but that doesn't mean all five of them aren't deserving but yeah it's it's nolan's night that it is okay down to the nitty gritty, the big ones. How big ones? Actor. Okay. Go ahead, give, the, give me the nominees. Bradley Cooper <laughs> for Maestro. Coleman Domingo for Rustin. Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers. Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer. And Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction. <sighs> okay. You were correct. I would say a week ago, this was still a two-horse race. Yes. Between Giamatti and Killian Murphy. We specifically waited to record this until after SAG. And BAFTA. And the fact that he and won BAFTA. both of them. He has secured yes. not only his the British vote, but he's also secured the American actor's vote. And that is what really sealed the deal for him. The actors have the biggest, the biggest overlap with the Academy, correct? Yes. Yes, so I do I do think he's going to win and I just I fully fully disagree and I think it's because he is just on that Oppenheimer train and I think people are just going to reward it wherever they can. Now I'm not saying he does a bad job. He obviously That's what it sounds like. Doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> he obviously doesn't. Okay. But I do not think there is anything super memorable in his performance in the fact that it is a very by-the-mark biopic interpretation, which is okay. fine. That is that is fulfilling the need of the script and the story Nolan is telling. He's doing exactly what he needs to. And I mean, he's basically in every scene of this movie. Yes. So his he had a mammoth task in front of him. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but it is not the best 
lead performance. The best lead performance by an actor this year was Andrew Scott, but we're not going to get into that because he's not here. We can't, <laughs> because we will just talk for five hours. <laughs> but what Paul Giamatti does in The Holdovers okay. is something so specific to him. I don't think anybody else could have played this character and been as successful as he was. Ugh, it's just doing what he does best, and I just want him to win this Oscar so bad. So bad. <laughs> I think Killian Murphy will definitely be here again in the future. I want to think really? Paul Giamatti will be too. But he's getting up there. I would say Giamatti would be back before Killian. Do you think so? I think Killian Murphy, I think his star is just going to shoot straight up. And now that he's got his first Oscar nomination, I think it's mm. going to be like almost like a Leo where we're just going to see him nominated for almost every performance he does from now on. Whereas Giamatti is a character actor and it takes like that specific role to win favors with the Academy. I mean, this is his third nomination. So it's, you know. Giamatti. Right. Second, I think. I think it's the only other Oscar nomination is Cinderella Man. Oh, is he there wasn't a third? nominated for Sideways, huh? No. Oh. Giant snub. Okay. I thought it was that and Cinderella Man. Oops. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You know how much love I have for you. <laughs> I think Killian is far and away the best of the five. <laughs> <laughs> and he should win. I love Paul Giamatti in The Holdovers. <laughs> I, I think Killian is, yeah, deservedly so. He will win this. <laughs> and I'm not even like a huge Oppenheimer fan, but. <laughs> well, apparently not a Holdovers fan either. <laughs> <laughs> he's great. He's just, uh, he's in a category with Killian Murphy. <laughs> this is true. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but I, I do think if he were to win, it would be a very inspired choice. I'm just saying, I think there is still a very minute chance only because if we do have sort of the the older demographic of the Academy showing up more, yes, and maybe their votes kind of, I don't know, shoo him in a little bit, it would be, if Paul Giamatti wins, it would be by a minuscule amount of votes. And I would be curious to see what the tally actually is. They love him. People love him. Love him. It could happen. It, it probably won't, though. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. We will... <sighs> he. I think he will get one eventually, but not this year, unfortunately. I, know. I hope so. Okay. Okay. Two more. Do you want to just... Do you want to get a picture out of the way, and then we can talk about actors? Yeah, let's do picture. This is okay, easy. great. Okay, cool. <laughs> the 10 Best Picture nominees, American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. Mm-hmm. And the winner is... I have no idea what will win. What could be? What could be? <laughs> the PGA, SAG, <laughs> BAFTA, Golden Globes. It's... It's done. It's done, yeah. Oppenheimer's going to win, and it's going to win a lot of Oscars. Here's the thing, though. This is a very consensus-safe prediction that we've made across the board. Yes. Is there room for a surprise? 
I don't think there's a rumor for a surprise. <clears throat> okay. But I think possibly the movie that has the next best chance mm-hmm. is Killers of the Flower Moon. Really? It just feels like that might be the, the, the second biggest epic that we have here. Okay. And yeah, I feel like that might be a, a second. Okay. But I do think the other nine nominees here, or sorry, eight, how many nominees? Ten or nine? Ten. There's, There's nine. Yeah, okay. There's, There's ten. ten. The, uh, <laughs> I think the other nine, like, it's it's Oppenheimer, who is way up here, and the other nine are just so far behind in this yeah. race that almost any other movie, I think, could be a potential for spoiler. Right. <laughs> that would be... How do you, How do you feel about sweeps? I mean, okay, this is, this is not a good opinion, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> I love it when it's for a movie I adore, and I'm so oh, annoyed when God. it's for a movie that I told you. You're not going to be happy with this answer. But, like, for example, I would consider Everything Everywhere last year swept, you know? Yes. Yes. I would consider... Um, Parasite. Oh, Parasite only won four Oscars. I think you need to win at least seven to be considered a sweep. Or... Winning everything that you're nominated for? Is that... Would you consider that a sweep? Oh, okay. I guess that is another... That would be another way to define that. Yeah. To me, though, I just run... I just consider sweeping to be... Honestly, I would honestly consider sweeping now to be like eight Oscars or more. So maybe everything doesn't qualify. Everything everywhere all at once doesn't qualify. Only because our original movie that swept back in 1939, Gone with the Wind, became the prototype for an Oscar juggernaut, right? And right. it won eight. Should have won nine. Was not nominated for score. How ridiculous is that? <laughs> but I think that sort of sets the precedent for eight is sort of that tally you want to get to to become the sweep of the night, right? Right. Because we don't... So. There's a new ballot system. There's a new There's new Academy members every year. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to see 13, 14 anymore. No, I don't think so either. I think because the, you know, the the record is still 11. And I really don't see a movie winning more than that kind of ever again. Yeah. Unless it's able to pull off like multiple acting wins along with multiple craft wins. But it's seeming like it's usually one or the other now. Yeah. Listen, Oppenheimer is coming close. I think it's going to pick up. Nine. Obviously, two acting. I think it will get about yeah. nine. Yeah. Which is definitely a sweep. Okay. I I like sweeps in retrospect. Hmm. Perfect case is the Emmys just happened. Watching Succession take everything, not the most exciting awards show. <laughs> but when you look back in a couple of years, you're going to be like, well, yeah, I hope Succession won everything. That last season was phenomenal Phenomenal. so during the ceremony i'm like okay wrap this wrap this shit up but when you look back on the wikipedia i think sweeps are are great and it's also very interesting too because it almost seemed like for a while there the academy was like actively avoiding a movie sweeping Mm -hmm. we really didn't get a sweep again until just this last year you know, I yeah. think before that, the movie that won the most was, like, six Oscar wins for, uh, oh gosh, I think The Hurt Locker won six, I think. Mm-hmm. That might have 
And then after that, it was just like, here's screenplay, here's a supporting nominee. Yeah, you win like three or four, and that was kind of the most the best picture winner would win. Or sometimes the best picture winner would only win like two or three. Yeah. You know, so that was kind of interesting for a while, but now we're almost starting to, you know, the needle's starting to go back a little bit again, and that's, that is interesting to me. Yeah, but I think the preferential so, ballot is only going to help Oppenheimer. Everyone's going to put Oppenheimer at one, two, or three, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think if Oppenheimer weren't to win, I can't even say what I think. I don't think Killers has the momentum <laughs> no, upset. I don't think any of them do, honestly. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> it's, it's Oppenheimer or bust. So. Maybe one of the foreign movies, just because the foreign voters might go with their own film, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that Anatomy of a Fall, that would be very listen, cool. That is my personal pick for best picture. Okay, Anatomy of a Fall is my personal pick. I would go with Past Lives. Also, a strong, strong. I, yeah, of these ones, Anatomy of a Fall, Past Lives, and Holdovers, those have kind of consistently been the three that I have gone back to the most. But you know, we'll see. It's Oppenheimer. We'll see. <laughs> I would be shocked. Very. <laughs> that would be the shock of the year. Not since what? Maybe Crash has. Oh yeah, been like the craziest upset. Yeah. Definitely. And maybe the definitely La La Land mistake. I guess. Um. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah, that's true. It's Oppie's night. Okay, best category of the night, and I think the only real race we have left. We do have a race. I think it's a two-horse race, two horse but it race. is a race. Yes. Uh, actress. Who do you think it is? Who do you think? Oh, give us nominees. Sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Do the, do the whole thing. Annette Bening for Nyad. <laughs> Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon. Sandra Haller for Anatomy of a Fall. Carrie Mulligan for Maestro. And Emma Stone for Poor Things. So, yeah. Again, we have jo- uh, Jody, Not Jodie Foster. Oh. <laughs> Annette Bening. <laughs> Yeah, Annette Benning and I think Carrie Mulligan should just be happy to be here. I don't think they have a chance right. at all. The other three. The other I, three are possible. It's interesting. Who do you have as your prediction right now? Before BAFTA, I would have said three-person race. Mm-hmm. Sandra didn't take BAFTA. You're right. That was a hit. So now it's two people. I was leaning towards Emma, and then SAG happened this past weekend. Mm-hmm. I still don't know. <laughs> I, it's hard, right? I still don't know, yeah. I would think they have to award it somewhere, is the, the mindset I'm going with. And also, mm-hmm. it would be a historic win, just like last year. Also, for a great performance, like last year. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my heart is telling my head... You say Lily Gladstone, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I don't know. I agree with you. I have Lily Gladstone taking it as well, just because I think she is also in her acceptance speeches. Not that Emma Stone has been giving bad acceptance speeches, mm-hmm. but I think Lily Gladstone has had some very wonderful things to say. Yes. And there is something to be said about the Oscars do want to create those moments right like you were talking about it looks good it's good publicity and the fact that it's for a genuinely good movie Mm -hmm. and a very strong performance in that movie nobody could really say 
oh, well, they're just doing this for optics. Yeah. You know, you can't really have that argument. Which, like, shut up. <laughs> but I think it's beneficial. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It does help. But I... Yeah. It does help. It does... And I, that's what I'm saying. She is... She is campaigning very, very well. Mm-hmm. Where I think Emma Stone is sort of giving the the vibe that it's I've got one. I'd like another one. Yeah. But I'm I'm less I'm less like greedy about it this time around. You know what I mean? I think preview of the game. If she hadn't won for La La Land, mm-hmm. I don't think this would be a race. I agree. But like you said, this is a moment. The fact that Michelle Yeoh might be handing it to Lily is also a moment after that is a moment. Hallie gave it to her last year. Yeah, I, I never understand the diversity takes because I'm like, well, <laughs> it's either going to be a win, a historic win, or we're just going to keep awarding white people. So, I mean, yes, I don't know. To, to a say white to person who already has a statue. Right. <laughs> And legit, like last year, I think this is a race between two very amazing performances. So I I will be happy if Emma Stone wins, but I would love if Lily won. Mm -hmm. Um, But Sandra would be a great winner. She's my personal pick. She's your personal? Okay. (laughs) She's my personal pick. She is. Yeah. I just think what she does in that movie is a showcase. Yeah. You know? In a way, the other movies just, you know, can't do, you know, they're, they're telling different stories or doing different things. But I was just riveted by her in that movie. And to see the dichotomy with what she does in the zone of interest yes. also just helps her case. What a randomly, like, massive year for her. How great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. It's giving Jessica Chastain in, like, 2011. Yes. Very true. We're going with Lily? I think so. I think it makes the most okay. sense. We shall see. This is it. the only one where I'm like, could go either way. I, I know. know. This one is kind of a toss-up. And and which is why I think it should always be saved for last. <laughs> Save it for last. <laughs> Crown our queen last. Come on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Those are our predictions. Come back here on March 11th and see how wrong we were. Probably very wrong. (laughs) Probably very wrong. Oh, God. We said uh, Past Lives. We said All of Us Strangers. Is there any other movie that you wish had a bit more visibility this season? You know, those were the two that I... Yeah, I think those are honestly my only two where I was like, I would have just needed to see more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No. All of Us Strangers is like my favorite. (laughs) Favorite movie. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yes. I mean, that... Yeah, that should be picking up at least five Oscars if I were to run the awards. <laughs> Claire Foy should be Best Supporting Actress. Like. Oh, she's your Supporting Actress pick. See, I would pick the two men. I thought Claire Foy was great. Okay. She deserves a nomination, but... Yeah, yeah. The ending of that movie, Rashawn, I <laughs> cannot describe to you how... <laughs> how devastated I was... But also so shocked. <laughs> Did you like the twist? Because Mel just watched it and she doesn't know how she feels about it. Yes. I was blown away. I was like, this is genius. And I I don't want to say I predicted because that would be a fucking lie. 
<laughs> but there was something going on in my head the entire time I was watching it where you sort of go down that tunnel, but like you don't put all the pieces together until you see it. And you're like, that's what I was feeling. Uh, yeah. And to me, that is in his performance. False. Yes. I'm like, yes, yes, it's on paper. But I also think the way he performed that, it it all fit together. Yeah. Mwah. Incredible. Please keep making films, Andrew Haig. Literally. Everything he touches is gold. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> okay. Let's play a game. I want to play a game. All right, everyone. Gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch like or a mile. guessing game. So this is the Oscars multiverse. This is something, Sam, that you and I talk about all the time, (laughs) where uh, people win Oscars for um, their career, they win it for the performance, or there's something in the middle, politics. It would be naive to say that politics don't play a part in Oscar wins, right? Correct. What we are doing here today in the multiverse is righting some wrongs, wronging some rights, but we're switching around some winners. So either Sam or myself will choose a new winner for a specific year. And when we misplace that winner, we need to grant them a makeup Oscar, which will in turn misplace another winner. And we need to so on and so forth, right all of these Oscar wrongs until we say enough and then we move on to another one uh so we're gonna kind of create a spider web here um Mm -hmm. i don't know how it's gonna go where it's gonna end up but uh sam you are the oscar guru uh so i will give you the floor and we will jump into the multiverse And the Oscar goes to... The Oscar goes to... Here are the nominees. Here are the nominees. The Oscar goes to... Okay, I love this. So I feel like it just makes sense to start with my queen. (laughs) Yes. The grand lady herself, Meryl Streep. Okay. Now, I fully think she needs to have three Oscars. Sure. I do not think her third Oscar should have been for the Iron Lady. Okay. I think she should have won her third Oscar back in 1995 for the Bridges of Madison County. I just finished that book that you gave me. <laughs> oh, you read it! <laughs> of course I did. Oh, I love that. So she would essentially take the Oscar from... Susan Sarandon. For? For Dead Man Walking. Great. Which is fine. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Because I think Susan Sarandon, Mm -hmm. I think if we look at her Oscar nominations, I feel like her, the one where I feel like she always got the most praise would be back in 1981 for Atlantic City. So, was she nominated that year? She was nominated that year, yes. Okay. So, she would be taking it from... Catherine Hepburn. Okay. Fourth Oscar <laughs> in On Golden Pond. Great. So, now the question is, 
do we need to make up Catherine's fourth Oscar? Or would we be fine if she just had three? Mm. Which would be Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, The Lion in the Winter, Morning Glory. Morning Glory. I think three is good. I kind of do too. But then she's tied with Meryl. Are you okay with her being tied? Or she would not hold the record anymore? Yes. Okay. Because then we'd have a we'd have a three-way tie then, because also Franny McDormand is also there with three wins. Right. So you don't want anyone to have more than that. No, we're all on equal playing fields. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay um, great. But I will say, I will say, I don't think Catherine's other Oscar should be for Morning Glory. That's kind of a terrible early movie of hers. It should be for something else, but I feel like that doesn't play into this multiverse, though. Okay. I'm going to head to 2017 for 2016's ceremony. I would love if Naomi Harris had an Oscar for her work in Moonlight. Supporting actress. Okay. Yes. That would be a his and her supporting supporting Oscars for Moonlight, which I would love. But that does take away Viola Davis's Oscar for Fences. Yes, it does. So I think we can go one of two ways. We can go to 2008 and reward her for doubt. Or we can go to 2021 and reward her for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Ooh. All right. Does it have to be a direct makeup where supporting for supporting? Or can we swap out supporting for lead since Fences was a leading performance anyway? That is correct. <laughs> is that where you're going? Um, I think, I think what she did in doubt is quite exceptional. Mm-hmm. So I will, I'll be fine if it's supporting for support. Okay. So we're going to go back to 2008. Yes. And means... we're stealing Penelope Cruz's Oscar. Penelope Cruz, yes. Okay. Um, however, I do think this is bad. This is bad. I can hear people yelling. <laughs> but I think what Penelope Cruz did last year for Parallel Mothers is quite incredible. It is very good, but we're stealing Michelle Yeoh's Oscar. We are. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but that's okay, because I think Michelle Yeoh would have a very fun Oscar win for, I believe, 2019? Oh no, we can't do that. Oh, you're doing um, Crazy Rich Asians, Supporting yes. Actress? Oh, for Supporting Actress. 2018... Okay, no, we can do this, we can do this. Okay, so we're 2018. Regina King's Oscar. We're stealing Regina King's Oscar. <laughs> Which I'm really not okay with. However, I think Regina King should have won for Ray. Ooh, 2005 or 2004. Yes. With supporting Teams. actress. Renee Zellweger. I'm cool with that. 2004. <laughs> Oh, wait. Uh, Wrong one. Or wait, no. It takes away Kate Blanchett's. For The Aviator? Yes, right? 2004. Yes. Okay. I'm okay with that. All right, but do we need to give Kate Blanchett a second Oscar win somewhere, or are you fine with her sole win being for Blue Jasmine? How do you feel about her work in Carol? 
<laughs> Lackluster. <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> You're not a good gay man, Samuel. <laughs> what do you have against Todd Haynes? Wait, uh, okay, well, hold on, hold on. I don't, okay, I. it's not Todd Haynes. Maybe it is Todd Haynes. <laughs> I think it's Todd Haynes. <laughs> it might be Todd Haynes. Uh, okay, hold on. Let me see. Carol, okay, Carol was, what year was Carol? We're doing 20, oh, yes, 20, 2015, that's right. Okay, so you're going to take Brie Larson's Oscar. Okay. If we do that, I feel like, Brie Larson could have equally won an Academy Award. She was not nominated for Short Term 12. Okay. What year was that? Let me look. Short Term 12 was 13, 12, 13. So. What year was? 2013. You're right. Okay. Okay. But we could also go with Kate Blanchett for Elizabeth back in. No. I kind of agree. That movie kind of sucks. I, I, agree. Or, I agree. Or we could stop. We could stop this multiverse. And just give her Blue Jasmine. room and we'll say Brie Larson will win an Oscar eventually. Ah, Which I think she will. Okay. She's very young. She's very talented. Once she's done with Captain Marvel, she will yes. win. Please. Marvel, give her up. <laughs> she's too talented for this. Leave her be. So if you're okay with stopping there yes i can make my peace with that okay let me move over to the men okay i think one of the most recent like makeup career oscars that a male leading actor has won would be leonardo dicaprio winning in 2015 yes i just don't think it's his best work okay where i would award him is in 2019 for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ooh, okay. Which means, and I love this because I don't think Joker belonged in the Oscars (laughs) at all. Except for score. Hilder did very good work. Okay, it's a pretty score. I'll give it that. That's fine. Yes. Um, So let's steal this Oscar from Joaquin Phoenix because... Joaquin Phoenix probably could have and should have won for The Master. That's correct. Or Gladiator. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm sort of equal here. Joaquin Phoenix needs a leading actor Oscar. Okay, I agree. At least one. Maybe two. I, I am on board with that. So. Master is 20. Which is 2015. So we just replaced... DiCaprio. We just swapped them. <laughs> oh, okay. We just we just swapped their wins. Oh, that kind of worked out well. <laughs> oh, perfect. He was not even nom- was he nominated for? Oh wait, no, no, hold on. I'm, I looked at <laughs> I looked at The Martian and I read the the Master. <laughs> That's that is my bad. Wait, where's the Master? No, he was absolutely nominated. They all all three of them were right. Yes. Why can't I find it right now? What year was the Master? There it is. Oh, sorry. 2012. 2012. Yes. Okay. So we're stealing Daniel, Daniel Day-Lewis's Lewis. <laughs> his oh, third Oscar okay. in Lincoln. You bitch. <laughs> That's fine because I think he should have won for Phantom Threat. 2017. Is that right? Yes. Yes. 
Okay, that's fine because Gary Oldman does not need to win this for Darkest Hour. <laughs> Great. Um, I'm thinking about his other nominations now too. Mm-hmm. Mank or Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Who I'm would really he jazz about any of those? Who would he beat for Tinker? Tinker Tailor Soldier. That would have been isn't that just like one year, two years before? 2011. It was 20. Oh my God, that was a long time ago. Shit. It was a long time ago. Uh, then we're so stealing take... Jean Dujardin. Jean. I'm okay with that. <laughs> hater! Hater! I'm a hater. <laughs> Amazing performance. Super charming. Uh, I, I think Gary Oldman is really great in Tinker Tailor. Uh, see, I just did not like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. I would almost rather give it to him for Mank. But that also just feels like a like a career win as well. Can we give him a nomination in, oh, in a category where he wasn't nominated? In a different movie? No, you know what? Hold on. I think this works better. Let's give it to okay. him for Mank. And let's take away Anthony Hopkins' Oscar for The Father. Oh, shit. Okay. I do think Anthony Hopkins needs two Oscars. Okay. I do think this is true. In a sort of similar performance. It's not the same thing. But similar, okay. like, older guy losing his mind. Let's go all the way back to, I think it's 1995. Yes. Mm-hmm. His nomination for playing Richard Nixon in the movie Nixon. Okay. And then we're going to steal this Oscar from Nicolas Cage from Leaving Las Vegas. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? And I think we can give the Oscar to Nick Cage in 2002 for Adaptation. Oh, okay. I'm down with that. And then we're stealing from Adrian Brody from The Pianist. And we can close this multiverse. And I think we're good. (laughs) (laughs) I think that works out well. Great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go to... This kind of bumps into what we... Another one that we did. It probably will. I don't know. But I'm going to go to... 2009, mm-hmm. I think that Gabourey Sidibe mm. should have won mm. for Precious. Go um, off. I think she is the best of those five. My God, this may be the worst five nominees for leading <laughs> actress. Gabourey Sidibe for Precious, Carrie Mulligan for An Education, Helen Mirren, Sandra Bullock, Meryl Streep. Yes, um, I agree. I would. But, okay, I'm fine with that. Yes, I think actress and supporting actress should have both gone to Precious. But I do think Sandra Bullock is worthy of an Oscar. Uh-huh. And I think she gives an Oscar-worthy performance several years later in Gravity. Yes, 2013. Yes. So now we are stealing Kate Blanchett's Oscar. Well, you do not want Kate Blanchett to have any Oscars, do you? I want her to have four. Oh, damn! <laughs> Let me guess. You want Tar, you want Carol, you want Blue Jasmine, and you want... What is your other one you want? Guess. Hmm. Elizabeth the Golden Age. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not there. Oh, man. I don't know. What is it? I'm not there. Oh, I'm not there. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Um. Okay, so we're taking her Oscar away. Mm-hmm. We would give her 
the supporting for I'm not there. I'm not there. Okay, yes. what was that? Oh, I think that's Tilda Swinton's Oscar. Uh, oh yeah, that's that's fine. a that's a great win though. Oh, I really hated Michael Clayton. But do you like her in it? Uh, she's the best part of it. I'll put it that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which would I know what would... we make up her Oscar for? Okay. I believe it's in 2011. She was not nominated, but her we performance in Kevin. Yes. 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 Agreed. Okay. <laughs> Which now that. we're back to Meryl. <laughs> we're back to Meryl. It ends with Meryl as it always. <laughs> um. Did you, you gave her her makeup Oscar for Bridges. Yes. What would you give her her makeup Oscar for? Ooh, this is controversial. Uh, either. Adaptation. Ooh. Or The Devil Wears Prada. Ooh, let's go with Devil Wears Prada. Okay. I agree. I feel like that is definitely probably her most famous performance now, it seems like. Yes, even though... Damn, you're stealing Helen Mirren's Oscar. I know, she's in the wrong category, but... Ruthless! Meryl Meryl should be in supporting. Yeah, I do agree with that. Okay. So let's let's give her the supporting actor. Okay, I see where you're going with this. Which is Jennifer Hudson. Oh, damn, yeah, okay. Can we give Jennifer Hudson an Oscar somewhere else? I don't know if we can. I don't know if we can either. Hold on, hold on. Maybe, 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 maybe. Do we give it to her for respect? <laughs> that was just this this last year, right? That was. No, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, we will give Jennifer Hudson the Oscar for best song in 2008 for Sex in the City. There it is. Okay. Let's live with that. Okay, great. That's... <laughs> <laughs> this spun out of control. <laughs> she's she's still an Oscar winner. <laughs> okay, what else you got? Uh, okay, let me quickly see who I'm stealing from. Okay, so I don't want to do that one because some of mine are kind of repeating here now. Okay. So let me do... Okay, okay, here's one we can do. Okay. I think in 2014, mm-hmm. the leading actress Oscar winner should have been... Rosamund Pike in Gone Girl. Ooh. Yes. So I would take Julianne Moore's Oscar here for Still Alice. Okay. And I would give her her Oscar. <laughs> I know what I know what you want me to say, but I'm not going to say it. Wait, <laughs> what do I want you to say? I am going back to 2002. <sighs> Don't do this, Sam. But I'm not doing it for Far From Heaven. <laughs> I know what you're doing. I'm giving it to her for supporting actress in The Hours. Let go of that movie, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the best movie of the decade, the best performance and movie of the decade. I'm gonna, you know what? And I'm I gonna let you have it. It's it's award season. <laughs> and I would take Catherine Zeta Jones's Oscar for Chicago. Oh no, you can't do that. You can't do that. It hurts. I know it hurts. I know that it hurts. Listen, okay, there are okay, there are other options for Julianne Moore. There are other okay. options. Um I mean, I could do Far From Heaven, which would take 
which that was also O2. Oh, so we're taking Ah, oh, we're taking Nicole Kidman. <laughs> so we're okay. Okay, oh, but Nicole obviously We can give an Oscar to Nicole Kidman. Nicole needs an Oscar and I would give it to her one year before Moulin Rouge. But that takes Halle Berry. So we're Oscar. taking Halle Berry's Oscar. So you don't Wait. want any black women to have an Oscar. No, I can see what you're trying to do. <laughs> It is difficult finding another movie for Halle Berry to win an Oscar in. Catwoman. I would... <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> I would give it to her for... I need to make sure what movie... What year this is. Uh, Things We Lost in the Fire. Oh, okay. It's her and Benicio Del Toro. That is 2007. Okay. 07? Yes. Okay, we can do this. We can do this. Yes. Okay. Okay, so we're giving her for that. We're, we're taking Marin Cotillard's... That's tough. That is tough. Well, but... I mean, if this is my multiverse, okay. there is a supporting performance that I think Marin Cotillard should have one for. And it is in 2010, and it is the movie Inception. <laughs> that was 10, right? It's real tough. For me. Oh, it was, wait, no, it's 2010. It was 2010. Okay, yeah. yeah. I am giving it to her supporting in okay. 2010, which which means I'm taking Melissa Leo's Oscar, which is fine. We can take Melissa Leo's Oscars. We're going to give it to Melissa Leo uh, for leading actress the year before um, in, uh, what's the movie called? Frozen, Frozen River. River? Okay. Yes. So we're taking Kate Winslet's Oscar away from the reader. Okay. And let's give it to Kate Winslet for Titanic. Maybe Eternal Sunshine. Oh, I like that better, actually. Okay, I like okay. that better. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. Eternal Sunshine. Yes. So we're taking Hillary Swank's for Million Dollar Baby. And you know what? <laughs> I'm okay with Hillary Swank just having one Oscar for Boys Don't Cry. I'm okay with that. That works. Yeah, that works. Okay. I love her win for Million Dollar Baby but I'm also okay with there being a multiverse where she only has one because they're both equally great. Yes. And Eternal Sunshine is like a singular yes. performance. Yes. All okay. Hands down. Hands down. Those might be the last of the ones that I don't have that are going to overlap anymore. Okay. Shall we call this multiverse to an end? Let's stop the chaos. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, but one more. Okay, one yeah, more. Good. Okay, what is it? You're not going to like this one. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're going to go to 1990. Mm. They've all been actresses, but that's fine. It's whatever. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go to 1994. Oh, wow. Ah, okay. Take Holly Hunter's Oscar for the piano. Okay. We're going to give it to Angela Bassett. <laughs> okay. For what's love got to do with it. We That's will give fair. Holly Hunter an Oscar in 2000 and 2017 mm. for The Big Sick. Oh, okay. Okay. Alice and Janie loses her Oscar for I, Tanya. We're stealing Alice and Janie's Oscar. Yes. Oh, God. Okay. What can we give Alice and Janie an Oscar for? 
anything. She's great in everything. I mean, literally anything. It's, it's just the trouble with her is she's either in like very small like cameo performances or she's in TV. Yes. Uh, what about who won the year of American Beauty? That would be 99. So we're talking Angel- uh, lead actress or supporting? Supporting. Angelina Jolie. Girl interrupted. I'm okay. Don't tell Carmella. But I'm okay with that. <laughs> taken. Taken. <laughs> Goodbye. Okay, great. That's all I got. I like multiverse it. Multiverse is right. If yours is. I, I feel strong with that, yeah. Okay, cool. Sam, this was awesome. Thank you for talking all things Oscars for hour and a half this has been awesome <laughs> of course literally any time <laughs> thank you for having me um what are you up to is there anything you want to plug i can delete this if you don't want to <laughs> oh my gosh i really don't have anything to plug i am just so crazy with school work right now support sam in school he's he's working really hard <laughs> <laughs> yes please give me all the support just send me a positive message saying i can do it all the good vibes your way that is it for this Oscar multiverse episode of When Cinephiles Attack. Uh, I'll see you at the Oscars party, maybe? Definitely. Yes? Okay, Definitely. Cool. You guys have fun at the Oscars March 10th. Hopefully we got some of these categories right. But if not, we'll talk to you guys soon. Uh, find us on Twitter and Instagram at Cinephile Attack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Rashawn. And Sam. See you at the movies and the Oscars and next week. Bye-bye.